Welcome back to UFC Roundup. You know, sometimes our little beat, Michael, it just it just hits different. It's hitting good today. You know, uh, we had an epic, crazy, strange, controversial yet again weekend in Abu Dhabi. Um, two ninety four is in the books. There's a lot to talk about, dude. There's a lot to talk about, um, and we're gonna get right into it. Let's just get into this main event situation yeah. between Volkanovski and Champ. Islam Mahashev, dude, a head kick, bro. A head <sighs> kick. Hey, oh, Michael, listen, I want to say, first of all, credit to Islam for also taking this fight, but big credit to Volkanovsky. We're talking about him at the end of the show as well and kind of what he's going through now, where he's at now. But, dude, Islam is is really quickly just overtaking, in my opinion, the legacy of Habib Namagamadov because this guy is – doing things like beating Volkanovski twice now with that head kick. I mean, I, I really couldn't believe that's how it went down. Khabib's always going to be that special guy because he's, he's 29 and 0 undefeated. That's going to be hard to beat because there's going to always going to be that one blemish that people will look back with Islam. But I agree with you. The broad, he has a broader set of skills. Like yeah. Islam can take you down and submit you, but he just showed, he can strike, he can throw kicks, he can punch, but the kick was perfectly timed, perfectly placed. And, you know, Volk had his hand up, dude. It's not like it was just like it went right over top. Hand up, it skipped it right over his head. And I think that for the short amount of time that they had to prepare, that that was something that they decided to implement. I don't think that that was something that you would use against Charles Oliveira. More, more no. likely, more than likely, but you fight Charles Oliveira. You want to keep your feet on the ground to keep yourself from getting taken down. You use your hands. I think them going into this rematch, Volk talked about knowing the adjustments he need to make. He would need to make if they fought again. Well, the same can be said for Islam. Obviously, mm-hmm. that he made adjustments that he knew he needed to make going into that fight, and it showed. Uh, I'm a big Volk guy, so it, it was very hard to watch. Um, mm. It was hard to watch, dude. It, it was tough, but. The hats off to Islam Makhchev. The, the possibility possibilities are endless now as to what we could do with him. So, but it was it was tough to see. It was tough to watch. Yeah, it was. It was it was definitely tough to call, right? Because you're excited for one guy who performs this beautiful head kick, gets this epic KO. You know, a moment in his career that he'll never forget to do that in Abu Dhabi, to do that with a rematch where everybody's kind of doubting the first time around, kind of questioning whether or not he won that fight. And you could tell that really did sit with him, right? We saw a side of Islam where he's always kind of cool, calm, collected about everything, and doesn't really say too much. But you could tell he's I'm he, I believed him when he was saying, I'm gonna prove everyone wrong. I'm gonna go out there and I'm gonna make a statement. It's gonna be end of this whole conversation about me and Volkanovsky. Yeah. Um, but yeah, to see Volk get put down like that. If you don't like Volkanovsky in this game, I, I really question who you are as a human. He's a good dude. Right. He's got like three girls. He's a girl dad. He's this short, stocky, just badass dude that's always game for everything. So to see him get put down um, was tough. And I hope that he takes the time necessary to really go hang out with the family, address some issues of things that are maybe bothering. We're going to get into that later. But Well, and the biggest everything. thing before we move on, the biggest thing that I worry about is, is this the type of, of KO that changes his career? changes his yeah. trajectory going forward because you know Ilya Tapuri is knocking on the door wanting to fight him in January in Toronto is this going to make is this going to 
is this going to affect Volk in the long run? Because it can happen. We've yeah. seen it with a lot of fighters. Fighters oh, that yeah, don't get dude. knocked out. They get knocked out one time. Yeah. One it's time. It's a bad one. It changes, and they get, yeah. it changes everything about them. So I hope that's not the case. I think Volk is one of the most resilient fighters in the UFC. And if there's anybody that can bounce back from this, I believe it's going to be him. And for Islam, <laughs> a lot of fun matches you can make with him. So. Yeah, yeah, a lot of fun matchups. We're going to get into that too in five rounds. Uh, so we don't want to talk too much about that. Uh, but we got to talk about the co-main event because it has a similar situation where Kamar Usman just steps in. A guy that we don't normally, you're not used to seeing him have to do these things, first of all, because he was the champ. No. So yeah. it's very fresh since he's been the champ. It's only two fights with Leon. One where he was winning the entire fight and got caught. And then another one was very competitive still. So yeah. we're not used to seeing... Kamaro have to do these crazy jump in last minute situations. But dude, I'm glad he did because no matter how you look at it, it was such short notice that going to do a decision and almost winning the fight in a lot of ways, I mean, I, his stock only goes up and I'm excited to see him stay at middleweight and fight here. I'm like, okay, now I believe that Kamaro has still got it. Like th that fight proved to me that Kamaro still has it. We talked a lot about this could be the fight where we go, ooh, He's, it's the age got him. Time has yeah. gotten him. I don't yeah. think that it has. I think he's got plenty of fight left in him after that Shemaya fight. And credit to Shemaya. He may have hurt his hand, but he does, in my opinion, have to work on that gas tank because I don't think it yes. was all the hand. I think he put everything into finishing Kamaro in the first round. And Kamaro somehow, because he's a vet, he's a dog, survives it. So I do think there's still questions to be answered for Shemaev, but I, I think stock goes up for Usman. I think I think stock for Usman goes up more than Shemaev, honestly. I mean, yeah, me too. It's uh, here's the thing: if when you go back and you watch that fight and you think, okay, this guy's going to fight Sean Strickland next, to me, I had a lot of questions before the Usman Shemaev fight. Like, hey, which other guy, whichever guy wins, like, how are they going to match up with Sean? You know. And I'm thinking yeah. Sean's going to match up great with both these guys. If that's the Hamzat Shemaev that Sean Strickland gets whenever they fight down the road, I think Sean Strickland wins that fight 10 out of In 10 times. Five-round fight all day. But it's, Sean day. is hard to take down. He's hard to take down. He's nasty on the ground. He's got good, he's good with his boxing. And if he starts to sense fatigue, it's like we'll a, you know, a shark, shark seeing blood in the water. He's going to be all over you. So, you know – could it have been Shemaya's hand? Yeah, it, it could have been maybe, but nonetheless. We don't know yet, too. We don't know. We don't. I haven't heard any official thing about that injury, so it's not like there's a report of a break. It could have just been sore. And if that's the case, man, we're all sore, right? you got to find a way through that. Yeah, and but this isn't the only fight where we've had questions about Shemaya's gas tank. Gilbert Burns' yeah. fight. Yeah, Burns, granted, yeah. that was a, that was granted that was an absolute dog fight. You know that that was yeah. blood and guts back and forth, but. There's been a few fights where you question the gas tank. So, if Michael, let me ask you this: If it's five yeah. rounds, who wins that fight between Strickland and and uh, no, 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 Usman no, Kamaro and and Shemaev. If it's five oh. round, who wins? Five rounds with a full camp. I'm probably leaning Kamaro. Not Usman. even, not even five rounds with a full camp. Five rounds this past Saturday. I think even in the shape he's in that night. Yeah. If that had been five rounds, I think Usman wins that fight even on think, eleven days' notice. I think so too. I mean, and that's the thing too—the way that the Shemayev, way it was going. Kamaro has so much experience in rounds four and five that that is that he'll, that would be Kamaro Usman territory. Touch, that is 
The jab was landing. The straight punches were landing. It took him a little bit to find his range and get in a rhythm. I do yeah. agree. I think rounds four and five, full camp, no full camp, whatever. If you just if if you're fighting Kamaru Usman in a five round fight, you're in there's a good chance you're going to lose the championship rounds, the rounds where he has spent so much time, where he's had his success as a champion. So I agree. I think that if they fought, if that was a five round fight, with I think they should have. I think they should have done a. I think five. Well, I think going forward, they I think they, they should do five round. They should do five they, round. If it's a number yeah. one contender fight on a co-main event of a pay-per-view, I think that they should do five rounders. And they could have. And Kamaro yeah. said to DC on the way out of the octagon, he said, I fucked up. I messed up. He's like, they offered that for five rounds and I took three. No. Because he wanted to be smart. He's watching his gas tank. You can't blame him for going that way. But in hindsight, but guess what? Hindsight's always 20-20, right? He can't go back. That being said, no. Michael, is there anything else? I think we're going to touch on Johnny Walker quite a bit in five rounds, right? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Just, let's just get into five rounds. Let's just dive we in. we got a lot to talk about. Let's do it. Megan, Morgan, let's get five. Here we go. After defending the 155-pound title, should Islam go up to 170? And who can stop them there? Michael, we, we've got a lot of opinions on this. I'll let you go first, being the welterweight. I I, I say no. They're, they're, you haven't done enough. Like, you won the title against Charles, you defended it twice against one guy, against Volk, who's not in the weight class that's coming up. There's a there's a laundry list of people at 155 pounds for Islam to fight. You know, there, there's so yeah. many options. There's no reason to go up to 170. And the only thing, I think the only reason why this is starting to gain traction is, A, Islam slightly brings it up. I, he is a big 55-pounder. But it's Colby Covington. Colby Covington's coming out saying that if he beats Leon Edwards, he wants to fight Islam next. And if there's one thing we know about Colby, and I don't give a shit who sees this and who gets upset, he is always looking for the path of least resistance, the easiest fights. So if he beats Leon Edwards, who would he rather fight? Shavkat Rachmanov, Bilal Muhammad, or Islam? He's going to take yeah. Islam because it's 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 that that that's how that's starting to gain traction. So. I think in order for you, for any champion, to have the right to go up and challenge or go down to challenge for another title, you have to have cleaned out a division like Volkanovski did, like Israel yeah. Adesanya did. Like, look at what they did Max. before they got to, yeah, in Max. Like, they cleaned out their divisions until they got that opportunity. Islam, yeah. to me, he's not even scratching the surface yet. And for welterweight, that's the last thing that that, that division needs is another – if Islam wins the title at 170, this division's already so log-jammed that that's the last thing we need. We need movement. We need consistency. Like, we need movement in the welterweight division. So I say no, stay at 55. There's plenty of work to be done down there. I I, I, I couldn't agree more. I think you got to fight Charles again. you got to fight Gaethje. Um, we haven't seen you fight Poirier. We haven't fought Conor. I mean, there's a there's a million dudes we could throw in there. He could just he could be making tons of money at lightweight, just cementing his legacy. And then if he gets through that and he's made a bajillion dollars and nothing else excites him anymore, then you go to welterweight and you challenge it. And you yeah, hundred percent. The UFC goes all right, damn dude, you've beaten everybody. But there's a like I like you said, there's a there's so many other fights I want to see first. I want to see yeah. him fight Charles again. I want to definitely see him try to stand at Gaethje. And those are the guys that you want to see on that list because that's one of the things I saw people comparing. Oh, well, look, he hasn't, you know, who has he fought in the top five, the top eight of the 
welterweight, I mean, the uh, lightweight division yet, other than Volkanovski is not even a, granted, he's pound for pound one of the best guys in the absolute world, but he hasn't fought yeah. all the lightweights up there yet. There's plenty no, of contenders left. Um, so, yeah, I'm in agreement with that. Round two. I'll read this one. I feel like the biggest story coming out of the weekend has to be the Hamzat situation. Seems like the consensus is that he gassed out after round one again and needs to needs another true test at 185 before stepping up to the champ. Paul, I'll let you take the yeah, reins on this. I mean, I'm, this is a good question, and this is what a lot of people are saying, and people are back and forth. Now, granted, the UFC is going to do what the UFC is going to do. They're, they're marketing. They're selling of stuff. They're making sure it's going to be an event everyone wants to see. They're the best at it. So if that ends up being what it's going to be, it's for reasons, you know, beyond just who's next and all that. But I'd like to see him fight another fight before he fought Strickland. Yeah. But if he does fight Strickland, it's going to be so interesting, man, because they've trained together too. So Hamza, you know, he might go in there with this sense of, I know if I do this, you know, I'm going to be able to finish him. And then Strickland, if he can last and it gets into those later rounds, I, it's definitely an intriguing fight. But I still, I'd love to see him still fight Costa. But is that a fight we can even make anymore? If we can even count on Costa, that's yeah. the problem. And I feel for him. This is a situation where I kind of want to retract a little bit on what I said last week. I was pretty hard on the guy. You know, you revealed the staff to the public, looking for the built in excuse, yeah. whatever. Yeah. I don't think that was the right thing to do. It was a legit injury. I don't think he was looking for a way out of the fight, but I think that, you know, he should have kept it a little more under wraps. And once he got pulled, then showed the world. I was a little hard on him. So Paulo Costa, I'm sure you don't watch Roundup, but if you do, I'm sorry. But but I, did, I heard I did Sean, get to I, shake his hand this weekend. I did he get did? To shake his hand. I saw, to, to, I saw him back at the hotel, man. And he's, he's still got him. But he, he didn't punch me in the face, so he definitely didn't watch Roundup. I, I, I think Sean Sean actually just came out and said he doesn't think Hamza deserves yeah. the fight. And he, it, why would he? He he did beat, he beat a welterweight. He beat a former welterweight champ. He's got to get in there. He's got to beat a legit 85er. No disrespect to Gerald Miltra. Gerald Miltra. I know he's your boy. Yeah. GM3's the man. That's the only right, win at 185. Gerald would admit that beating him does not get you a, a middleweight title shot. He's he was he's he's aware of you know where he is in the rankings and that's the only fight we've seen it where it's like you beat the only legit guy at middleweight that you fought so far is gerald and then usman who's not really an 85er yet no if i if i'm playing matchmaker here's what i'm doing because here's the here's kind of the problem you know they just announced they're doing a fight in saudi arabia in march who do you think they want headlining that Hamza Chumayev. We don't see Hamza Chumayev in the U.S. anymore in other countries. That's for reasons that only you and I will talk about off air that we yeah. know about. But they're in March. You can pretty much bet the farm that Hamza Chumayev is going to be headlining that card, probably against Sean Strickland. But for me, yeah. I think that there's a guy that we've forgotten about named Drigus du Duplessis, who had he, earned he's himself. Just yeah, and it sucks because he had earned the title fight beating Rob Whitaker, which to me, who deserves a title fight more? Somebody that finishes Rob Whitaker or somebody that sneaks by Kamara Usman on short notice? Who wins? Who deserves it more? I'm saying Drickus. So if if it was up to me, I would say you have Drickus and Hamzat fight for the number one contender match. Main event. Sean Strickland. 
Main event. Main event. That's the way to do it. But I, you know, it's Saudi not, Arabia. That's not how it's going to happen. It's going to be Sean Strickland and Hamza. I agree. In March in Saudi Arabia. I agree. It probably yeah. will be. But I'm with you. I, I agree that 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 mean that would be a badass main event. Trickus Duplessis, Hamza Shemaev main event. Saudi Arabia, bro. Dude, and Drickus is freaking huge. Like Hamza's a big huge. guy. And he's big for he always looks Drickus. tired, but he doesn't gas out. Like he's always there, even when it's like, oh, Drickus is done. And he'll boom, he'll hit you with Dude. a right hand or get a takedown, even when he's gas looking. That guy, um, if you if you looked up South African moose in the yeah. dictionary, it'd be a picture of Drickus. He's massive, yeah. he's huge, and he poses a lot of problems for the, the guys in the weight class. So it does. It does. That's, only that's time my... will tell. Only time yeah. will tell. Round three. Round three. Oh, house cat. Dude, what up? Incredible fights. One question about the doctor. Oh, we have questions about this doctor. Did they accidentally bring in somebody with a PhD in art history instead of a medical doctor? I'm no surgeon, but I'm pretty sure nobody kicked you in the balls isn't on the MCAT exam. Cheers. Cheers to you, house cat who watches MMA. And you're goddamn right. I We were all a little confused on how much this guy has been around fighting and has ever done this before, because I know it looked dicey on the one angle that we had for a little bit there, that it barely looked like maybe it skimmed the cup uh, from when Jar- Javit hit uh, Victor Henry in the, in the cup, but yeah. it hit him in the balls as a man. And as a man, Michael, we know, you don't go down like that, making those noises unless you've properly been hitting the oh, balls. Yeah. He was For properly sure. hitting the ball. And Michael, I was thinking, I said to this on the side, I didn't say it, I might have even said it on air. Have you ever had something get stuck between the cup and your leg and then get hit there? Oh, yeah. Can be a real problem. And I'm thinking maybe he was kind of hanging out of his cup a little bit. And when that foot came through, the toes just went snap right on that. And that would be brutal. Yeah. I mean, so that doctor I was, was ridiculous. That doctor was ridiculous. And I was following Josh Barnett's tweets online. I, I guess he went to the hospital. Morgan, you're welcome. According to, Josh, according to Josh Barnett, his coach, he said they went to the hospital and he legitimately had swollen testicles. Like his nuts got blown yeah. up. And here's the thing for Javid. I think he's a great kid. I'm a big fan of the Bash brothers. I see him at the PI all the time. They're great. But I do not so like the way I. you're handling it. It's like it's 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 not like we're coming down on you for it being malicious. Like it just happens. Like yeah, the guy got hit with a nut shot. You have to understand this is the UFC. This is the the best fighters in the world. Not all of them are going to be actors. And Victor Henry's not that guy. He's not the type of guy to flop on something that wasn't legit. So that's a tough situation too. Especially as the more the truth unravels, which I hope we don't. I don't really think any of us want to see any photographic evidence of Victor Henry's swollen testicles, but. Given the fact that Josh Barnett said they better to be swollen than ruptured, yeah, for sure. Does that happen? For sure. Yeah, that that's just an unfortunate situation that happens. You know, it's like for both guys. For Victor, you feel for him because it wasn't. It's not like it's like he was losing the fight. It was a close fight up until then. It was it was anybody's close fight. Yeah, and then John and then the Johnny Walker fight. The Johnny Walker fight was that one. Look. I don't feel too passionate about the Javid Victor Henry thing. I think it's just like, yeah, you know, it kind of happens. But the the Johnny Walker thing is effing absurd. 
It's so bad. Like for one, you should bring in a translator with the doctor because this guy is Brazilian. Okay. So you're going to ask him questions about his well-being, you know, about him taking an illegal shot. You should, there should be a translator in there with him. I didn't see a translator there with him, Paul. You were octagon side. You were closer to the action. You had the better vantage point. Give me your take on how the whole thing transpired from your angle. Well, at first we couldn't hear what was asked, but I had thought originally, but I didn't want to say because I wasn't sure, that he had asked him, what country are you in? And you see Johnny kind of confused, and it starts to look like you don't know where you're at. And he said, I'm in the effing desert. Like, I'm fighting in the desert. And the doctor, I guess, because of the question he asked, didn't like the answer that he got back. But let's be real. When you're the ringside physician, you've got to go in. There's a lot of adrenaline. There's a lot of chaos going on. These guys are confused and they are getting, we are getting hit in the head. Yeah. So you're not going to be answering, you know, calculus questions when you're in there. No. Not that that's uh, an advanced question, but we're in the United Arab Emirates. You're not in, you know, France. You're not in England. It's not America. You, what country? How about asking him, do you know where you're at? And he could answer freely, oh, I'm in Abu Dhabi, is probably what it was yeah. said. Or, you know, fighting in the UFC. Any Anything, you've got to give him a little bit of time to recover. That's all I'm going to say about that. The guy just got illegally, illegally need in the head. Bad, too. That was, that was and nasty. Another topic is, why is it a no contest versus a, a DQ? Yeah. Like, there's so yeah. much about that, but... That, that I'm not sure of. And that, to me, the to me the thing that upsets me the most is, to me, we were robbed of not only a great fight, but to me, I had this pegged as like this could be the title eliminator to see who fights yeah. who's on the fight. And now Winner these guys are in limbo. Yuri and Alex Pajeda, and now they're in limbo. Now they're going to have to go through another training camp. I just feel I feel for Johnny Walker. That's I just think in that type of situation. You have to bring in the translator. You got to bring in a translator if the if the ref has to ask you about a foul, you know where you're at, how many fingers or anything. You got to bring a translator with you to at least give Johnny a better chance. Honestly, yeah. if I was in his situation, he asked what country I was in, I would have probably said Abu Dhabi, which is would be wrong, and I would be out of the fight. I wouldn't think to say UAE in the heat of a fight. Like, I'm sorry, you know, in Mr. Krauss' class in geography, my freshman year, I got like a D. So. <laughs> my yeah. geography is not the best but yeah. yeah uh that's tough man that's tough that's just I, I there's nothing worse when you have a stacked card and, and a lot a of it weird, is weird stuff happens weird shit happening and it all revolves around refs i just yeah. it, i can't stand it it's tough it's frustrating it's frustrating next round, round four round four felder paul and mike math 22 which fighter oh this is great this is great which fighter on the current roster do you think would have a chance to pull Taylor Swift and get millions of Swifties to tune into the UFC? Well, Man, we've let got, me tell you, we, John, me, John, me Defol- John Fulton, we spent about 20 minutes discussing this before we started the show, and I still don't have a concrete answer. It's a tough one. <sighs> yeah. I mean, um, I'm looking at my phone because I have I have had I've asked multiple people this question. Zach Candido, our um, esteemed uh, boss, basically and head producer. I don't Morgan. What's his official title? I don't know his yeah, official title. Say, it's very fa- it's very fancy now, though. It's very, very fancy. fancy. Um. So we thought we saw we said Carl Carlos Alberg, big handsome Kiwi. I mean, 
should be able to maybe is he interesting enough though that's the other thing right i feel like it's got to be kelsey's fun right you see how he kind of can make her laugh he's a goofball he's doing all these commercials he's pretty famous so it's got to be somebody pretty famous right we've got to admit it can't just be that they're a good fighter they've got to have something do you have any any who you got i mean there's one that just jumps out to me that's what i was saying i think I think Wonder Boy was kind of the guy. He's got the look. He's funny. He's got charisma. Coaches kids karate, which, you know, Taylor would just be like, oh, my God, that's so sweet. You coach kids. Or you could just yeah. go polar opposite and say Sean Strickland. Nate Diaz, bro. <laughs> yeah. Nate her, Diaz. Her Nate Diaz. Someone just total, total opposite. Yeah. She'd opposite get more street cred. She'd get more street cred if she went Nate Diaz, bro. Maybe Nick Diaz. Yeah. Maybe she goes older, brother. Maybe yeah. she goes older, brother. Oh, Zach is this say that again. He's the senior vice president and coordinating producer. Okay, well, yeah. Shout out to senior yeah. vice president. Oh yeah, and yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, yeah, but exactly. I, I think it's like a Wonder Boy or somebody just like totally opposite, like a Sean Strickland or even like a Robert Whitaker. Robert Whitaker's a good guy. It's got to be somebody. Yeah. I know I'm joking. And by the about way, guys, we know these. We know a lot of these people are married. We're doing very hypothetical. We're doing hypothetical. Very here. hypothetical. We're being like, literal. It would take us forever to figure out. Well, who's single and got the credentials? It would, it would take us too long. So it's, it's a lot of fun, fun to say. Chris Weidman. Morgan wants to say Chris Weidman. That's her pick. Weidman's the All American. It's, it's it's fun to Was say. Was that pre like, shin injury though or post shin injury? That's got to be pre pre shin injury. Pre shin. Yeah. Pre shin. Um, it's pre, fun to pre you know, oh, get he's, he's too no he's too short you got to be over six see charles olivera has got a chance he's six foot it's fun Dude, to I say i would love to see charles Oliver and taylor swift together that would be epic him him just hitting her in a triangle i mean oh hey. yeah brendan <laughs> allen she also says i don't think so southern charm oh, yeah you know, it's fun to say know, that he has the Sean Strickland's, but it's fun. But th- those aren't the guys, you know, that's just for fun. No. But really, it's got to be like the Weidmans, the 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 Robert Whitakers, the Brennan Allens, the Wonder Boys. Islam Makhachev? You know. No, he's too short. Yeah, you got I think Taylor Swift, she's got to be over six feet. I mean, Morgan. Who plays music? Feet. Who plays music in the UFC? Oh. Fun. Ryan Ortega? Does he yeah. play music? Dustin yeah. Poirier? Yeah. Maybe. The diamond, yeah, Poirier. The diamond, he's a good yeah. guy. I he told like him he's a good dude. He's a badass. Yeah. He's famous. He's beaten Conor McGregor twice. He's beat him twice. You could, you know, let's. Here's what. Here, I'll throw you a curveball. Let's go, Sergey Pavlovich. Big mystical oh, big heavyweight. Russian. No, he's got he's got good manners. You know, treat her good. Controversial though. It's controversial. A little bit of, <laughs> a little bit of controversy. <laughs> Just a touch. Uh, all right oh, we, we can't do this we can't do we this can do a day. U-Haul show on like t- ufc roundup taylor, taylor swift edition but we got to move on to round five you know i could have made better decisions in uh but you know again like he's not somebody you should be taking a, a short notice with but uh i needed it again uh, lo- obviously a lot of people will say it's for the money and all that um but it, you know it was, it was much more than that like you know what i mean it, it is hard like it really is hard for uh, athletes, sorry. Um, I I never thought I'd struggle with it, but I mean, like for some reason, when I wasn't fighting or or in camp, fuck, sorry, I just uh, do my head in. You know, what I mean, uh, I needed a fight, and then uh, this opportunity to come up, and you know, I'll be, I'll be honest, I wasn't 
trained as much as I should have, but I thought I had to, you know, I had to, I had to do it. I had to take, take it. I thought it would be, um, you know, I'm telling myself it's meant to be. Obviously, uh, I was struggling a little bit, not fighting, doing my head in. I don't know how. Everything's fine. I've got a beautiful family. Um, but, I don't know, you know, you, I think you just need to keep busy. So that's why, uh, I, you know, I just ask uh, the UFC to, you know, just keep me busy because, uh, you know, I need, to, I need to be keeping busy. I need to be in camp. Otherwise, I'm going to do my head in. So, uh, you know, that, that's, yeah, I'll leave it at that. Dude, that's heavy. That's so, heavy. That's heavy. When he, when I saw this, we were just kind of hanging out after the event for a little bit, and I, we, we, we were watching, playing that back, and watching the press conference. We watched Dana talk. We watched him talk. We watched Islam talk. But that just struck a chord with me so much because we've been there, right? And for the fans at home to get an insight into the minds of the men and women that do this for a living. Like them, those in between times can be so tough for fighters to not have that goal. You live your whole life when you're trying to be a professional athlete or a fighter of what's the task at hand. So even a guy at, at his level with his amount of money in the bank, you know, credentials, pound for pound list, he still doesn't even know how to deal with himself when he doesn't have the next, next thing. And to see him getting emotional, clearly the head kick has him a little bit. You know, I don't want to say concussed. I don't want to put words out there to, to but obviously when you get head kick tko you've got a concussion right we're not going to be that sure. naive about the sport for sure and to see him doing that and i i felt that before after fights where you can't get control of your emotions because of the fight and i just felt for volk you know he dared to be great and sometimes it doesn't work and he let it all hang out there on in the fight and in the post fight presser so just you know i hope all the fans that watch this before you say anything just you know, respect these guys. Respect what the, these people are putting their bodies and their minds through on on a day to day basis. It sucks sometimes. The, the, it's the downtime. The downtime can eat you alive. You know, you feel for for myself. I've had long layoffs from injuries and things of that sort, and I don't. I I feel like myself. I feel at my best mentally and spiritually when I'm training for a fight. Because it's what we are. Yeah. We're fighters. I, we're fighters through and through. When we've been in this long enough, Paul, you've been in the game for 20 plus years in martial arts. I've been in the game for 20 years in martial arts. Same, you know, people that have put their time in, I feel like myself. I'm at peace with myself when I'm preparing for a fight. I just I feel normal. Life makes sense. Yeah. But it's the time in between when you start to get in your own head and just it, it's just hard to deal with. And for a guy like Volkanovsky, for him to be as open as he was about his struggles not you know with inactivity and the emotion he showed it should make you be a fan of him more it, for him oh, to yeah. kind of for him to be that open and honest with us about that and really for a lot of us fighters kind of like it struck a note with us it struck a note with me you know it struck a note with oh, you yeah. and, and a lot of people uh people got to realize man there's there's a lot more to the 15 to 25 minutes you see inside the octagon it, there's, there's a lot more to us and, and the things that we go through and yeah, for the good fans out there that give us the respect that we deserve, we love you. And the fans that talk crap, get bent. <laughs> yeah, get bent. Get bent. Get bent. Uh, like the, all, all the people that do the sport, and we're not, you know, nobody's asking for sympathy or anything. Just one thing to consider when you want to rip them or any athlete, really, especially football players, too. My God, they're 
getting hit brutal, even more. especially especially like, Philly fans. Each one of these fights, each one of the games for these guys, like we live with that post. Oh, that's done and over for most people, but like that fight has now lived. You're living with what you went through in that one, whether it was an easy one. Okay, you're still living with that. You're living with that training camp. Um, but yeah, so just respect him and respect to Islam as well. By the way, guys, in the in the post fight was even concerned for Alex fighting in January, not thinking that he should do it. He should take the time. He should heal up. Just constantly reminding everyone of what a great champion he is, is at 145. But so shout out to both guys being classy yeah. um, after that fight. And uh, for sure. just a great main event. Ended epically. 294 in the books. We'll see you guys soon. When's the next pay-per-view? The next pay-per-view is November 18th. Oh, November 11th. So we'll see you guys soon. See you before Madison. Garden, New York, East Coast. Let's go. Are you going? I don't know. You don't know? I might. Thinking about it. If you're not working. Maybe we'll see you there. Maybe we'll see each other there. Deal. 